This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunting Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, hey, 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 here we go. The Hunting Land Man podcast, Rack Bucks and Real Estate, episode one. We are live. This thing is brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. Hey, yeah, that's our first episode, and uh, we've already got us a sponsor, the great people over at Southern Ag Credit. Um, actually, next week, uh, we're going to have Alex Riser with Southern Ag on here telling you all about finance and things like that. Let me tell you, I recommend these guys for a lot of things. They, uh, they help my clients out. They help me out personally. They help my family out. Finance land, timberland, farmland, you name it, they can do it. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, finance land, you definitely need to look into Southern Ag Credit, Austin Bean, Alex Riser, all the crew over there. They're a bunch of great people, easy systems, and easy to work with. Hey, this is the introduction podcast. We are we're introducing the Hunting Land Man podcast and 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 what this thing is all about. The whole purpose of this podcast is for y'all it's for my listeners hopefully plenty of listeners out there and and what we're doing is we're trying to educate um we feel like a lot of our listeners will be young and you know they want the dream just like myself and my crew want to own hunting land and more of it and uh you know and and manage the land and deer hunting and turkey hunting and everything in between i'm just a I'm just a kid living a dream, you know, with the outdoor television shows and settling land and doing what I love every day for a living. I'm definitely a blessed human, and uh, I do not take that for granted. Um, I'm Slade Priest. I'm the hunting land man. Uh, you know, I was born in Centerville, Mississippi, actually not, well, born in Zachary, Louisiana, but grew up in Centerville, Mississippi, uh, three miles from where I'm sitting right now, where I uh, planted my dream home. Uh, my wife, Lori, she's from Kentwood, Louisiana. She works for me full time and, uh, she is, uh, the 
mother, our, our daughter, Asa, and we've got one on the way in May. I also got a little boy named Bentley. He is a, uh, he's a cool cat. Killed him his first deer two years ago and his first turkey the same year. He says he likes turkey hunting better, so he's definitely my son. Uh, Asa asked me every day when I get home, Daddy, did you kill a big rack buck? And uh, unfortunately... I don't get to tell her yes every day, but uh, she uh, she loves it. And our next one going to be here in May. Uh, yeah, I timed that just right, right after turkey season around here. Uh, he's a little boy, so we haven't got a name yet, but uh, we know he's going to be a deer and, hunter, deer and turkey hunter. And if he's not, that's okay, too. Uh, my family, um, it's kind of a – I was talking to another guy with our company, and I was built for this business. Um my great, I mean, my grandpa on my uh, mom on my mom's side, um, he developed land subdivisions, pasture land, uh, timber land. He developed and sold real estate, um, my, and he was also a farmer. Uh, my grandpa on my dad's side, he was a fifth generation logger, and my little brother is a seventh generation logger. So we've got pictures of our family logging uh, back to the ox, back to the days of ox, you know, uh, doing it with oxen. And uh, right here in this area. Now, I'm not a logger myself, but I've been around it my whole life. My first real job was painting timber on my dad's logging crew. So I've been around it all my whole life and was selling land and, and um, selling timber land. Of course, we deal with that every day. Uh, I got me a whole checklist, if y'all wondering, you know, kind of where I'm getting all this stuff from. I want to make sure I covered everything on here because, hey, y'all are listening to the first podcast. So um, I'm a rookie at this. And uh, just like y'all are listening for the first time, I'm recording it for the first time. Uh, hey, my hunting background, I killed my first deer when I was uh, six years old sitting in my cousin Randy's lap. If you're from the local area, you know where Whitetails is, the Back Porch Cafe right there in Woodville. Um that's my cousin Randy's store. Uh, if you walk in there, you'll see a picture of me and him uh, sitting with my four-point I killed sitting in his lap when I was six years old and literally have killed hundreds since and uh, c- probably killed dozens with him since. Uh, just absolutely, I'm eat up with hunting. Everything to do with hunting, running cameras, filling feeders, managing property, uh, you name it. I mean, if I'm somewhere, so, I mean, if I'm in the Bahamas on the beach and I'm running a guy with a camouflage hat, we talking about hunting. I mean, that's what I like to do. In fact, that actually happened one time. Another story for another podcast. But anyway, um, I, uh, whenever, let me see, I, you know, I started pretty much bow hunting only when I was 15. My dad told me I was crazy. He said, you're going to see a big buck and you're not going to get a shot because you're messing around with that bow. And sure enough, it happened. But uh, now pretty much every man in my family pretty much bow hunts only. So, uh, you know, um, I'm just ate up with it. I love bow hunting. I love working on bows and everything that has to do and challenges. You know, I, uh, we were sitting at a – we were sitting at a camp one time. I killed my deer the first day in Canada, so we had six days to sit around the camp, and the guy bet me 100 bucks I couldn't hit the target, the, the rifle target that was 213 yards from the camp. And after some windage adjustment and some sight adjustment a couple of days, I got it hit. It was uh, a 213 yards, but I just love everything to do with bow hunting. Um, so my family... Um, they have on Tatum Plantation, and Tatum Plantation is a high fence. Hey, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not sugarcoating that one bit. There's no all native genetics, no brought in deer, anything like that. That is where my deer education come from. And if you've never been out there, if you've never experienced a 
2,600 acre high fence like Tatum was, well, actually 2,200 acres, some in the fence, some outside the fence, and, and what that can do for your deer education. And what I mean by that is, you know, where I hunt around Centerville and stuff, I've probably got deer over five years old, maybe five or six on camera. I don't know. Let's call it 10. Let's, let's assume I'm, I'm wrong and I've got more than I think. You know, how much can you actually learn about those deer if you're hardly ever seeing them and you don't have that many on camera? Well, inside the high fence, a real high fence, no broad-end deer or anything like that, you know, I was really able to learn so much about the local deer and what they do, when they rut, how they rut, how they travel, how far they'll travel, what they'll do if you let them get to the right ages. And, uh, man, I was like a kid in a candy store. We put up that high fence when I was 15. Now, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of high fences. I'll probably do a podcast about that one day, the pros and cons and what my real opinion is. But um, I'm not a huge fan of high fences just because a lot of, a lot of the ways are done it wrong. I'm not necessarily saying we did it right, but, uh, you know, I think God allowed me and my family to do that to give me the deer education that I have today, and I, I, I really mean that. Uh, so when I was 16, I started guiding in that high fence, and, and um, by the time I got to college, I'd started my business, Country Boy Outfitting. Uh, Country Boy Outfitting, we had places inside the fence, outside the fences, all around Mississippi and Louisiana. Uh, me and my college buddies, we uh, all during the holidays and during our off time, we got a deer, turkey, hog hunts, did some duck hunts. I did some exotic hunts in some of the high fences and helped schedule some hunts across the country. So we were living a kid's dream, and... Um, you know, if you know anything about me at all, you know that, uh, you know, we kind of got our start in the TV world and with Trained Assassins. And Trained Assassins, the whole name behind Trained Assassin came from, I used to have some shirts made up that said, be wary, country boy outfitting guides, the Trained Assassins. And that's where the Trained Assassins came from. We started videoing our stuff uh, kind of around southwest Mississippi and the places we were allowed to hunt and uh, you know, some sponsors started paying attention, and we started putting our stuff on, stuff on YouTube, which is super popular now, but back then, it's like, what is this hunting show on YouTube, you know? And um, we had some, uh, we had a lot of interest from a lot of sponsors real fast, and before you know it, we were at the Sportsman Channel Show Awards and up for our award our first year of our show, so that was a really cool life experience, something that, uh, something that, I, you know, I definitely don't take for granted and, and, and super appreciative of the opportunities that were given to us from Trained Assassin Television. Well, you know, in the middle of Trained Assassin Television, I started my real estate career. And actually, before Trained Assassin Television, let me back up on that. And um, so I was doing the real estate, and everybody started calling me the hunting lamb man and, you know, kind of joking. I, I want to say maybe Ryan, maybe he started saying it on the show first. If you know Ryan Wascom, you wouldn't think he was the jokester. He is, but he really is. And Ryan, if you don't know, is one of the hosts on uh, Hunt United and, and was on Trained Assassin with us. And um, he started, everybody started picking on me, the hunting lamb man with the white shades. And, you know, that was fun. And then I started hearing my clients mention it. So I just kind of ran with it. And that's how we became the hunting land man. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I'm just ch- going down this checklist of things, you know, how I can, how I feel like I can introduce myself and, and, and make myself good and qualified for my clients. And, uh, another thing, uh, my mom and dad, I talked about my grandpa's, my mom and dad, uh, have both my dad at one time was my biggest client. We do a lot of stuff together. He buys and sells property from 
uh, Mississippi, Louisiana, Missouri, Florida. We do stuff a little bit of everywhere, and, uh, you know, anything um, we feel like that, uh, you know, is a good investment, uh, we, we go after it. And my mom is actually, she's done hotels, she's done um, uh, done subdivisions, done all kinds of products with, with, with I mean, projects with different things, and uh, she's pretty much qualified to do anything and if I had to remember one thing from my childhood my mom always said hey Slade you can do anything you put your mind to and uh, I think she's proven that in her life she's done a little bit of everything so in the middle of all this um, high fencing and tv shows and all this kind of stuff I start also started a, a land consulting business and what I did with that you know I, I kind of got a reputation of knowing how to grow big deer from doing it all on our places we were managing, and and I'd always developed land with my family's land and with my dad's flip properties and things like that, and and so I, some people started hiring me to do it. I had a blast doing it, you know. I uh, I helped people uh put in big food plots and lakes and and plan deer management plans and timber management plans and splitting up property to sell everything under the sun. We did it. Now I don't do as much of that anymore because we're so busy with the land sales, but uh. That was a really cool, you know, cool way to to learn what works and what doesn't. And, and I, I'm using those skills I learned through doing all that process today to help my clients in the real estate business. So if a guy says, hey, look, Slade, I'm buying this raw piece of land. What are we going to do to make it really good deer hunting? I say, you know, we're going to put in the food plots here. We're going to put your camp here. We're going to put the road system here. We're going to access that food plot here. We're going to... Make sure we got water here. We're going to cut this timber, make bedding area here. We're going to leave this timber alone and burn it every year for the turkeys. And everything that has to do with making land better, you know, uh, I try to help my clients with. Um, you know, like I started this thing out, and and if if you're listening to this and you don't know who I am, like I said, I'm the hunting land man, and I'm, I kind of got a note right here on my pad that says who I am real estate-wise. Um. I truly mean this next statement. Uh, you know, I'm, I think I'm really good at my job. I think the good Lord put a lot of things in my path that made me good at my job. Uh, we work really hard. I always tell my clients when they're looking to hire me, if you can find somebody else that works harder than us, good luck, because we work hard. And Ryan sitting over there videoing this thing right now is probably saying, yeah, 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 he works me too hard. But I really mean this next statement is I don't want to be just good at my job. There's a lot of people that, you know, just, okay, I'm good at my job. I make this much money. I sell this much land. I, I do this much whatever. I want to be the best that's ever done it. And I don't think that's a, a that's not a bragging thing or whatever. I think the good Lord put a lot of skills uh, in this, uh, between these two ears of mine. And, and I think that he put me in the right path where I have the ability to possibly do that. And Hey, maybe I can, maybe I can't be the best that's ever done this, but I'm going to tell you what, we're going to work real hard and nobody's going to say they worked harder at it than we did. And, um, you know, I just really think we have the opportunity to do that. And what I mean by that is, you know, with the, the land consultant and the, the hunting background and the TV show, let me tell you something that the TV show did for me. Who would have thunk it? All the things that we learned from social media we had to with the TV show or now applying to real estate. I mean, I like to think in the land business, we own we own the social media game. And a lot of it's because we learn, you know, we learn what to do on, uh, you know, from the TV show. So just so many things that, that led us to where we are today as far as um, 
from a marketing standpoint and, and knowing what we're doing in this land sales thing. And let me tell you something, we're learning every day. If I'm in my truck and I'm not on the phone on my earbuds, and I know some of my buddies are laughing at me when I said earbuds right now, if I'm not on my phone on my earbuds, I'm listening to something to, for me to be able to perform for my clients better. And um, let me see, where we're headed. I gotta, I mean, I'm making sure. I, I'm going through this list pretty good, Ryan. Where we're headed. I, I didn't even look at the time. I don't even know how long we've been. Uh, we're 14 minutes. We're doing good. Um, where we're headed. Uh, you know, I just hired Ryan. Y'all keep, no, we got, we got Ryan Wascom, and now we have new Ryan that's right here, but he's behind the camera over here. Well, new Ryan is our newest employee. This is what I told, told new Ryan. Let me back up a little bit. I, you know, we're, we're hiring new Ryan. He is helping us give us more hours in the day. So what he's doing, like today, he was taking some pictures of a listing uh, and helping to load us up, up on the MLS. My wife, as I said, Lori, works for me full-time also. She helps us uh, do all these things also, but we just need more time. We've been blessed enough that uh, we need we need more hours in the day for our clients, and Ryan is, help, is helping us do that. He's getting his real estate license right now, and uh, he's rocking and rolling, learning a lot. He's going to go with me tomorrow, actually, and look at some properties. Then he's going to go load up his podcast so you can be listening to it now. But uh, that's where we're headed. We're headed to do something I feel like that's never been done in the hunting land, um, hunting land game. You know, we're, going, we're 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 creating a brand. You know, we're doing things we don't. You know, uh, I've heard the term BHAG used before. Your big, hairy, obnoxious goal. Uh, Ryan's part of that. You know, I got I'm getting a, more of a team under me. Uh, I always wanted to do stuff kind of more than around here and I did buy my first piece of property in the Midwest this year in Missouri we'll probably do a podcast on what the plan is for that because I think that's a fun project Ryan Wascom not new Ryan and I bought that property and the BHAG of all that is uh heck I'd like to have a plane one day and people listen to this podcast I, I hope to one day be able to list your stuff across the country and me and my team come in swoop in and uh and uh put some big ammunition behind these listings and that's what that's what Real estate is these days. Real estate is marketing, man. My goal, if I list your property, you know, is to put more eyes on to anybody. I, I jokingly said this. I jokingly said this at our at our national convention this year, um, at the Realtree United Country uh, part I spoke at is. If you can find an agent that can put more eyes on your property than me and my team, let me know because I, I want to go work for them. Now, I say that because I know nobody can. Um, and, you know, I just know how hard we work at it. And if there's a spot we're not marketing, it's because we've already figured out it's not worth the time. It's not worth the spend. I mean, that that's that's the truth. So we're headed. Uh, I got this note on here where we're headed. We're headed. um I, I mean, we're we're headed everywhere. We're um we're gonna we're trying to expand. Uh, New Ryan is the Kapai County up north, east of us, and he, we're gonna try to expand a little more more a little bit more up in that area. We're doing a lot of stuff in Louisiana right now. Um, I live actually about three miles from the line right here in the southwest corner of Mississippi and Wilkeson County, and that's where I do most of my sales. So most of my stuff, you know, um. Wilson County, Amit, we're an hour from Baton Rouge, Tiger Stadium. Yes, we are LSU fans. Don't hold that against us, but we did have a pretty good season uh, last year. You know, this year not so good, but, hey, we had one good one. Uh, Ryan behind the cameras laughing because he, he played a little ball over at Ole Miss. So, but he knows that. He knows Joe, Joe Burr is his daddy. 
But anyway, the purpose of this podcast, you know, as I said, we're going to try to be educating our our listeners to what you can do to either um, have your have your own piece of hunting property one day. Uh, if you do have your own piece of hunting property, or maybe it's a lease property or whatever, how what we can do to improvement. I want to do uh, weekly, um, not weekly, but you know, so often uh, turkey reports, rut reports, what's going on, what you need to be doing. Uh, we're what is today, Ryan? February third, fourth, something like that. Third, February third. Hey, what you need to be doing right now? Speaking of that, uh, you need to get your inventory, figure out what deer made it through the season, so you can start making a game plan for next year. I'm doing that right now. My my trail camera pictures will come to at nine on my cell cams, and I know what deer made it. In fact, I even told Ryan this: all our deer from right down the road made it, so we're gonna have a good October. Uh, everybody we wanted to make it made it so i'm super pumped about that gonna have some really good deer i've got all my feeders i'm doing half protein half corn right now so i'm that's really just from a cost standpoint um I, if you if the cost is not an option go ahead and give them straight protein but i'm doing straight uh protein and corn right now i honestly from a personal standpoint feel like that if you're not uh, right now, it's just important. As, you know, we like to feed them protein when we're looking at, you know, 60% of their horn. But right now, recovering from the rut for next year, it's probably just as important because by the time May, June gets here, when everybody's thinking about protein and stuff like that, you've got so much stuff in the woods, you know, you have a lot of food. But right now, all the acorns are gone. Uh, a lot of people's grass, you know, if they're not, you know, maybe it's not doing real good or not doing anything for their body weight. So you need to be getting that food to your deer right now. So that's the kind of stuff I want to do, you know, time of year when we record these things. What's going on with the deer? What's going on with the turkeys? We got a big turkey season coming up on, uh, I didn't tell Ryan this, I, I rode on um, Dixon Creek, a property that I own down the road. Just saw a bunch of turkeys on it, about 15 or 20. So. That one, uh, that'll be a good, and we have to take that off the market till after turkey season. That's a property that I personally own. But, um, you know, we want to help the, our listeners have better deer season, have better turkey season, manage their property better, make better decisions with their money when it comes to what to spend on property, what not to spend on property. And, um, you know, just anything that has to do with rack bucks and real estate, that's what we want to be about. I also want to do deer stories and turkey stories. You know, um, I'm going to have, like, I've got some buddies of mine from around the country. I'll have them on, um, you know, have them either on the phone or here in person. And, hey, if you've got a big deer, you know, maybe that you killed, that you had some history with, and what you did to kill him, we want to know because I want to help my listeners know, hey, Let's take these tactics and the things he did and apply it to my hunting property. And that's, uh, you know, and, and different turkey stories. And I'd love to have, uh, you know, all the trained assassin crew on here every once in a while and, and talk about some stories from the past, talk about Uncle Rusty. And um, Uncle Rusty was our, our, my actual uncle that passed away last year and just kind of talk about him and um, things like that. That'd be, that'd be a great podcast to do because there's a lot of good stories behind that old codger. But, yeah. Um, you know, something else that I've always liked on shows and podcasts when people have um, have their guest on is they ask them a certain question. They ask, you know, maybe one question or three questions. And my question is, all right, um, if I gave you $100 million or something stupid amount, you know, I'm just going to say $100 million, cash money, you know, you won in the lottery tomorrow, 
Where are you buying land and why? That's my question. I think you can learn a lot about somebody with that question, you know, and it's actually some really cool answers. Me personally, um, don't matter where I can go, how much money I got, I love southwest Mississippi. I'm going to have a big bad-to-the-bone place around here. Uh, I'm not moving out of this house I just built because I don't recommend anybody ever building a house, and I like where I live. But uh, I'm going to have a I'd have a big place around here uh, that I could, you know, I could have and, and grow big five-year-old bucks. We could shoot my bow, me and my family and friends, and I definitely have a couple of places in the Midwest. Um, I'd love a place maybe in northeast Missouri and have a so I have a place in northeast Missouri excuse me yeah northeast Missouri and then have a place in Iowa a place in Nebraska a place in Kansas so I can hunt four states out of my one lodge now I'd have to cherry pick my farms to be close enough to make that work but I feel like that would be the ultimate you could go up there and kill what two turkeys in Missouri one turkey in Iowa two turkeys in Kansas and I think it's like three or four in um I know it's at least three in Nebraska, so it would be a, a really cool place to to own a property. But um, everybody's got their different do's and don'ts. I, 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 you know, I know people that would buy places in Texas or buy, you know, that's, I guess if I had 100, 100 million, I guess I would definitely have to have an elk place too because there's nothing better than uh, that elk I had today for lunch and hearing one bugle on the side of a mountain. But, um, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to educate our viewers on or our listeners and viewers we're videoing this too on uh, what they can do to own hunting property what they can do to make it better i want to talk about everything from a real estate standpoint you know this is something i didn't write on my pad ryan you should have told me this i want to talk about everything it has to do with um commissions you know what what you should be doing from a commission standpoint uh, i want to talk about my competition i want to i want to bring some of my competition listen i'm not the only option out there. There's other agents that do a great job selling property in our area. I'd love to talk to them. Man, maybe they give me some tips, maybe make them better, but um, I'd love to hear why they think they're the best, you know, and then maybe maybe I can tell them why they're not. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, just have different people on there like that. We're going to definitely, like I said, have some of my buddies on here that um, that sell property too and, and some of the people with our company. I am one of the new owners now of Southern States Realty there in Macomb. And um, we're uh, we're making that team better all day, every day with my buddy Scott Lindsay and Scott Campbell and all our team, Kyle Bass and Brent Bear and David Hooper over in Louisiana. Everybody, we're we're making making that team better. And uh, you know, we are a great office. We have been the number one office now the last ten out of thir- well, ten of thirteen years. We found out today we know one number two. Congratulations. Congratulations, Travis Hamley and crew up in Wisconsin. They beat us by this much. I'll tell you how close it was. In a, in a company that has something like 550 offices in the United Country, if one sale that Brent Barron and I had would have closed la- uh, in 2020 instead of 2021, we would have won. That's how close it was. So, hey, congratulations to them. But I told Travis today, I texted him and hit him up on social media when he posted it. Don't get comfortable, buddy, because I'm coming. But uh, that's going to be about it for this introduction podcast. I just want y'all to know who I was, where I come from, and uh, we're going to take this thing and uh, try to blow it up. And if there, you know, if y'all hit us up on social media, hit us on YouTube, subscribe to us. Hey, if you give us a five star written review, that really helps us out. And 
Next week, our guest is going to be Alex Riser. He is uh, one of the um, what he's one of the I think vice president of lending or something like that with Southern Ag Credit. He's going to be on here talking about what you need to be doing to get your finance in order to buy a piece of hunting property and what Southern Ag Credit can do for you. So thank you all for listening. God bless. Say your prayers tonight, and we'll be back with you uh, with Alex Riser here in the next couple of weeks. Hey, thank you for listening to the Hunt and Land Man podcast. If you will, take a moment, give us a five-star written view, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them.